Hello, welcome to the BT360 podcast, What's Up in Business Travel, a weekly podcast where we update you on what's up this week in the world of business travel. This podcast is great for those who need to know what's happening all in less than 15 minutes. My name is Ash. Let's get started. It is Monday, March 20th, and we have completed week 11 of 2023. As a reminder, we have released our February 2023 Insights Report, The Numbers Tell the Story. This is a recap of how the travel industry performed last month. This report is not an opinion piece, but is based only on the facts through numbers released by the Airline Reporting Corporation. We look at their data and provide the analysis to you in a simple and easy-to-understand manner. You can access this report by visiting businesstravel360.com. Now, let's get to the headlines. The Federal Appeals Court has ruled that the FAA is not required to set a minimum seat size and minimum space between rows on commercial aircrafts. The ruling from a three-judge panel of the District of Columbia Circuit Court came in response to a January 2022 petition filed by consumer advocacy group Flyers Rights, which sought to compel such action. Flyers Rights has asserted that under a provision of the 2018 FAA Reauthorization Act, the FAA must set seat size and seat spacing minimums. The legislation stated that the FAA was required to issue such regulations that are necessary for the safety of passengers. In an opinion piece written by Circuit Judge Justin Walker, the court concluded that Flyers Rights had failed to conclusively prove that small seats slowed the exit of airline passengers in the case of an emergency. The judge also wrote that Flyers Rights had failed to show an indisputable connection between tight aircraft configurations and the development of blood clots. In a statement, Flyers Rights President Paul Hudson called the ruling a misreading of the statute's language. Meetings technology company Cvent has agreed to be acquired by an affiliate managed by a private investment firm Blackstone for approximately $4.6 billion. Once completed, Cvent will once again become a privately held company and its common stock will no longer be publicly traded. The Blackstone acquisition, which was approved by Cvent's board of directors, is expected to close mid-2023. As part of the deal, Cvent stockholders will collect $8.50 per share, a 52% premium to the volume weighted average share calculated over the 90 days prior to January 30th ahead of previous reports of a potential sale. As the Biden administration attempts to reduce panic in the U.S. banking system following last week's collapse of Silicon Valley Bank, analysts following the travel tech industry say startups might have some short-term financial issues, but the danger of longer-term implications has eased. The second largest bank failure in U.S. history, the Federal Deposit Insurance Corp. took control of Silicon Valley Bank, which works with a significant portion of U.S. and U.K. startups. That led to a real scramble for Silicon Valley companies. Several travel tech providers provided assurance over the weekend that their operations will continue. Navan, the recently branded TripAction, said in a statement that Silicon Valley Bank was a long-standing financial partner and customer since the company's inception, but that Navan's financial position remained strong following its closure. 
Companies are making little effort to track and reduce the carbon emissions within their travel programs, according to two reports published this week. Research from industry body Global Business Travel Association and campaign group Transport and Environment claim roughly one in ten companies are taking sustainability seriously when it comes to traveling for business. In a poll of almost 150 travel managers based in the U.S., just 8% said sustainability was a priority, according to GBTA. When quizzed on whether the company's senior leadership ranked it as a priority, only 12% agreed. Now, in news that impacts the travel industry, travel agencies and TMCs have begun to speak out about a reduction in customer service from American Airlines following recent substantial cuts made by the airline to its sales organization. All the American people that we've been in contact with over the last year or two are all gone. This is according to the president of Safe Harbors Business Travel in Maryland. The result, he said, has been a sharp drop in Safe Harbors' ability to receive everyday support from American Airlines to address standard issues for clients such as flight cancellations, schedule changes, and more. To get anybody of authority is non-existent, he said, in reference to reaching out to American Airlines support staff. The shift appears to have begun in January when American announced that its head of sales, Allison Taylor, would step down after February 1st, after six and a half years at the company, and that her responsibilities were being assumed by Chief Commercial Officer Vasu Raja. Four weeks later, the airline's vice president of global sales, Thomas Rajan, announced a broader reorganization of its North American sales structure. The U.S. State Department is on track to set the record for the highest demand year ever for passport applications. According to the most recent update from the State Department, that increase in demand, which has produced more than 500,000 applications, could easily mean more waiting time for passport renewal. However, the bigger news for the update for future international travelers is that the State Department has admitted that the timeline could get worse for travelers. The State Department has been allowing some to renew their passports online. The online portal, which was technically still in testing mode, was opened up in January, giving passport holders the chance to do everything online. However, that portal is now closed. And while the State Department says that the plan is to roll it out sometime this year, that's not an option for travelers right now. The online system has had its fair share of issues. Some who submitted applications through the virtual portal in January are still waiting on renewal. Now let's get to the news of mergers and new partnerships. Marriott International has received approval from Mexico's Federal Economic Competition Committee for its $100 million acquisition of the City Express brand. With the approval, Marriott expects the deal with Hotels City Express to close in the second quarter, pending remaining customary closing conditions. The acquisition will add about 150 hotels to Marriott's portfolio, increasing the company's footprint in the Caribbean and Latin America by 45%. Corporate ground transportation platform provider HQ and UK-based taxi provider Get have partnered globally, allowing HQ corporate customers to book on demand and future rides directly through the Get app or the HQ Summit Ground platform. Get's transport options will appear alongside existing ground travel options on the HQ platform for corporate customers who have asked to get get their content turned on. The move embeds Get's services into the corporate policy compliance process of existing HQ users, making Get a pre-approved option for travelers that is plugged into HQ's user billing and procurement processes. 
Wyndham Hotel and Resorts has partnered with Hospitality and Meeting Sourcing Solution Groups 360 to join the platform's Group Sync Instant Booking Solution. Individual guest rooms and meeting spaces in participating hotels in Wyndham's global portfolio are now available for booking through Group 360's Group Sync platform. Group 360 in recent years has partnered with several hotel companies for online meetings bookings, including Marriott International, Hilton Worldwide, IHG Hotels and Resorts, Accor, and Omni Hotel and Resorts. And now, news of new travel services and improvements. Qantas and Jetstar have announced that customers will now have an extra 12 months to use their COVID credits. Before the latest move, travelers had to book and complete travel by 31st December 2023, and with the announcement pushing the date that they can use the credits forward to December 2024. However, bookings will still need to be made by December 31st of this year to use the credits. Saudi Arabia's Crown Prince formally announced on Sunday the creation of a new national airline, Rihad Air, with industry veteran Tony Douglas as its chief executive. Riyadh Air will serve more than 100 destinations around the world by 2030, making use of the kingdom's location between Asia, Africa, and Europe. The new airline is expected to add $20 billion to Saudi Arabia's non-oil GDP growth and create more than 200,000 jobs both directly and indirectly. Riyadh Air is wholly owned by Saudi Arabia's Sovereign Wealth Fund, the Public Investment Fund PIF, which has more than $600 billion in assets and is the main driver of the kingdom's effort to diversify its economy and wean itself off oil. Global travel technology company Oyo is planning to add more than 100 hotels in the U.S. by 2023, nearly doubling the number of hotels in the company's portfolio. The expansion strategy will focus on adding more hotels in Oregon, Washington, Texas, Oklahoma, Georgia, and Florida. Texas continues to be the largest and fastest growing market for OYO in the U.S., while it also has sizable concentration of hotels in other markets. In 2022, the company saw an approximate increase of 23% in new hotels added to its portfolio. OYO's U.S. operations recently revealed that it had outpaced budget hotel segment growth in RevPAR with an 18% rise in 2022 versus 2019. South Florida Rail Service Brightline is now offering bi-directional shuttles between the Miami and Fort Lauderdale airports, as well as three locations in Miami Beach and their respective Brightline stations. The new service operates on a fixed route schedule and does not require advanced reservations. A one-way ride costs just $10 per person. The company in January partnered with Uber for ride-hailing services within the Brightline app and website. Amtrak this week announced a slate of new fares as low as $5 to $20 for those traveling late nights and early mornings on some of its most popular routes. The rates are available for most of Amtrak's Northeast Corridor city pairings, including between New York and Washington, D.C., Philadelphia and Baltimore, Washington and Wilmington, and more. Amtrak says that the routes are a great option for those returning from concerts, plays, or sporting events from a different city, and those who simply prefer to travel late night. A sample list of fares all in coach are $20 between New York and Washington, D.C., $15 between New York and Baltimore, and $10 between New York and Philadelphia. And now in some technology news. Etihad Airways has completed its transition to Amadeus's Altia passenger service system, and Amadeus now offers Etihad's NDC content. The switch was completed on March 6th. The airline previously used Sabre's PSS. 
the move to Amadeus Altia gives customers a more personalized experience with greater flexibility and control over how they book and manage their flights according to the airline. BCD Travels Advito Consultancy and Tripkicks have partnered to provide Advito's Gate 4 Carbon Reporting, an SAP Concur's online booking tool. Tripkicks, which has been both a BCD Marketplace partner and an SAP Concur App Center partner, is an add-on technology that provides messaging to business travelers at the point of sale and other points in their travel experience. With the Advito partnership, travelers will be able to see Gate 4 figures for each flight option when searching in Concur Travel, along with a green leaf icon indicating the most sustainable options and messaging detailing how they differ from the rest of the options. According to Advito, the Gate 4 method is ISO certified. Sita and Lufthansa have teamed up to alleviate the stress of automating bag reflight operations, the process of reuniting luggage with its owner. When passengers land at an airport, CETA's World Tracer Auto Reflight notifies them of any luggage delays and gathers delivery details. It informs the baggage system of new routing for the errant bag, allowing passengers to bypass the baggage hall. Our aim is to make sure that when a bag is mishandled, it is reunited with its owner as soon as possible according to CETA President of For Europe. CETA is an IT provider for the airport transport industry with offices around the world. The companies say baggage mishandling is not only an inconvenience for travelers, but a major pain point for the industry, costing it $2.2 billion in 2022. The company's goal is to reduce mishandled baggage costs and improve the passenger experience. CETA estimates that the widespread automation of reflighting baggage could save the industry $30 million a year in costs associated with mishandled baggage. And now in some space news. Launch vehicle company Virgin Orbit has paused its operations and furloughed its staff for at least one week as it deals with financial issues. In a statement last week, the company said it was instituting an operational pause across the company, which includes furloughing its staff. A company source said that employees were told to expect an update in about a week on the company's future as it plans to deal with what it described as a cash flow issue. SpaceX pulled off a St. Patrick's Day doubleheader, acing two orbital missions on Friday, March 17th. The first launch was at 3.26 p.m. when SpaceX launched 52 of its Starlink Internet satellites to orbit from Space Force Base in California. Then, a few hours later, a Falcon 9 carrying telecommunication satellites lifted off from Cape Canaveral Space Force Station in Florida. Both missions went according to plan. Both Falcon 9 first stages came back to Earth safely as well, touching down at sea on SpaceX drone ships less than 9 minutes after liftoff. With that, thank you for joining us, and I would like to ask you to tune in again next week on Monday morning to get your weekly update. We hope that you will make this a regular part of your week and listen in while you're on the move or sitting back and sipping your coffee. You can subscribe to this podcast by searching Business Travel 360 on Apple or Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeart, or Pandora. Be sure to share this podcast with everyone you know so that they can also benefit from getting to know more about what's up in business travel. You can always find more information on businesstravel360.com. Have a great day and travel well. Oh, 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 oh,